This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The TalkSport Fan Network is probably supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And welcome back to the Cubs Talk post-match show. I'm Russ Goldman. Joining me right now is Claire Parrish. This is our post-match show of the 4-0 phone victory against Nottingham Forest. Claire was there. She's going to tell me all about it. I look forward to hearing all about it. And in the second half of the show, probably more near the end of the show, we're going to look at the table where phones stand. And I'm going to ask everyone that is watching live, if you are watching live, I'm going to ask you this question. The basic question is this. Scott Parker's Bournemouth is in first place, Fulmer in second. Who would you rather have, Scott Parker or Marco Silva? Would you rather have Parker ball now, or would you rather have Silva ball? I know Claire's laughing. We'll talk about that at the end of the show. I thought that's a great topic for us to finish up Cottage Talk, but let's not waste any time. Claire, you are at the city ground. Great result from Fulham. Give me your opening thoughts on what you watched. I don't think I can say much more than it was Blimming good fun. Blimming good fun. <laughs> it was good. It was good. That's my opening thoughts. It was, you know, we're watching some enjoyable football right now and that's all you want to do as a, as a, as a fan, especially as a travelling fan. You know, right. you go a few, a few, few miles up the road, a few hours drive and you don't want to see a load of old dross and we certainly didn't. It was great fun. Great atmosphere. The fans were great yesterday, despite what some weirdo nuts fans are saying yeah we're going to talk a little bit about that in a second i I want to touch on that because i have some thoughts on that but before we get there (laughs) just continue to tell me your opening thoughts because i want to go back to that yeah no i i mean i think i said it after the uh game on wednesday that we started off a bit tepid um on when on wednesday um evening and then, you know, we we came good in the second half. And I'd say it was very much the same on Sunday. I'm losing my days because Sunday football at 3pm feels really weird still. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, the, 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 the first half was, it was tepid, you know, it was a bit tentative again. And then the second half, it just felt like something just clicked into place again. Um, and it was just, it was fun to watch and it was, it was entertaining football. And I think I said the same thing on Wednesday and I'm sorry for boring people who might have seen <laughs> Wednesdays, but it's one of those games that as a neutral fan, you could enjoy as well. Right. I, I totally agree with that. And, uh, I'll just share this with you, and then we're going to go back and we're going to talk a little bit about this uh, situation with some of the Nottingham Forest supporters saying some things about the foam supporters, which, again, uh, we'll touch on that. But before I do, so I'm coming back from Denver, and I literally get through security, Claire. I'm going to walk you through this. I get through security. I plop myself down. I actually watch the match on my phone, and I caught the entire thing, and what was so funny is that again, the first goal, we'll talk about this, you know, and again, I'm holding a, a, basically my phone. I could barely see it. All I, all I hear is gentleman Jim screaming. So, <laughs> you know, and uh, it was interesting watching this match 
on my phone at the airport as I was about to board my plane, but yeah. I'm glad I got a chance to watch it. And the funny thing about it, this, Claire, and this is one of the reasons why I hate watching on my phone or getting updates on my phone because it was a minute behind. So phone would score and, you know, I would already know, I already knew Cabano scored one minute ahead of time. You know, I mean, it was ridiculous, but you know what? It was kind of a nice surprise. I'm like, oh, Fulham scored again. What's going on? Oh, Fulham scored another goal. What's going on? But overall, you know, and we'll talk about it because I, I watched it back for a second time today. And uh, I've heard some talk about the style of play and that it was not a pretty win. It was an ugly win. Well, you know what, Claire? Sometimes you have to win ugly. Did they play their best? No. But they got all three points. And uh, I was going back and forth with Mike Gregg on this. And, you know, that I truly believe is a sign of a good club, Claire. When you're not playing at your best yeah. and you beat a team 4-0 and there's all talk now, does the scoreline line flatter foam? Does it really matter? But in the end, does it matter? Because yeah. in the end, they scored four goals and they can score goals when they're not at their best. Yeah. They, I mean, that to me is an unbelievable feat. I don't think that we've seen a complete match from this team yet at their yeah. best. That's mm-hmm. what's actually exciting. And we'll talk about this during the show. Kenny Tete returns. I think that is a huge positive. You mm-hmm. have Tom Kearney in the mix. And oh, by the way, eventually Fabio Carvalho will be returning. When all of our best players are on the pitch at the same time, I want to see how this all comes together. Because until they do, this is still a work in progress. It's a work in progress, Claire, and they're second. Think about that. Yeah. No, absolutely. I'd agree with everything you say there, Russ. I think um, we've got some really exciting things to come. And I did actually think, you know, seeing... um, Tete come back on was uh, you know that that was that was great for us to see see him back. Um, no, I, I completely agree with you. I, I think we're not we're certainly not where we could be, but we're, what we're doing is we're certainly getting there. And you can see some beautiful link ups. You know, I'm sure we're going to talk about the the Cabano goal. Oh, absolutely! And that wonderful bit of play there. But Fantastic. There was, there was some beautiful moments throughout the game, and you know, I would really agree that we're not at full pelt yet. But no. what we're doing is giving these shining moments of look what we can do. And um, yeah, I I really just think okay, I'm always positive, but <laughs> you, you know, are clear. I've got a real positive feeling about this season. Exciting things are happening, and I think we've got more to come in us, definitely. Okay, excellent. All right, Claire, let's talk a little bit about this because, again, I'm coming back from a flight, and I'm seeing all these (laughs) comments going back and forth with this Nottingham Forest supporter. And then Scott Tanfield, our friend from the Fofcast and Friends of Fulham, just shared a message board with more comments that are very similar just knocking the foam supporters left and right, knocking the team left and right. Listen, I understand that you're upset after a loss. I I, I re- respect that. It reminds me of some of the stuff I saw against a, another team Fulham actually lost to. We'll talk about them at the end of the show. But I don't get this, Claire. And what's interesting about this, it becomes this competition. And I went to an away match at Reading back in 2012. I love the banter going back and forth. Let me just say that. I loved it. I thought it was great. I love being an away supporter. I love that. What I don't get is trying to compare who's got better supporters. I, I don't get that or putting down supporters, calling them Tim Pot, calling them everything under the sun. And I saw these comments and I was like, what is up with this? And in the end, Claire, I would rather be a foam supporter. I'll just leave it at that. What are your thoughts about this? Because I think you've seen some of this as well and heard yeah. probably heard some of it too. Yeah, I mean, I must admit, when I saw the uh, some of the Twitter remarks earlier today in between doing lots of lots of work, just in case someone at work's listening, not that they would be, but anyway, <laughs> um, I just I just laugh. I think it's so funny because it's so silly. It, it really like, is, Claire. It's like being in the playground, isn't it? And like, <laughs> my bag's better than your bag. My dad's bigger than your dad. It you really know, is that, Claire. It's, it's so funny you say that. It's silly. that. 
thing. It really is. It's so silly. At the end of the day, it just smacks of bitterness. And for me, I think the audacity of a fan base to have a go at our fans that were there, that were I was in the middle of it. We were I loud. Know. We were loud. Like I believe I don't you. Know what they were hearing, I, I mean, I've, I've never been to that ground before, so I don't know whether it's like at Craven Cottage where the uh, the acoustics are are a bit all over the place, and when you you can hear around you, but you can't hear what's going on over the other side. And I don't know if it's like that there because I've right. not experienced it before there. So I don't know, but we were loud. I know that because I was there in the middle of it. But what I would say is that the sheer audacity of those fans to say that when they all beggared off in the 60th minute, I was like, half of you blimmin' well left, for goodness sake. You know, like, what are you even talking about? Yeah. It's just, I've never seen, I mean, fair enough if it was the 80th minute, Russ, but right. I could not believe it you had half an hour to play you know okay they were and, and this is a team that was coming off of a good run Claire yeah. yeah exactly they were okay this might sound a bit silly and people might be like oh my god what's she going on about but <laughs> they were only only three nil down when they started to leave in their right. droves you, myself, we've all seen teams come back from 3-0. Absolutely. It it's not over. It's yeah. not over. Maybe for me, because I'm a little mispositive, we could be 8-0 down and in the 82nd minute and I'd be like, there's still hope. But, you know, when there's 30 minutes of the game and you're leaving, oh, come on. You know, your Sunday roast ain't that good that you have to leave 30 minutes early. Come on. Yeah, listen... I don't understand some of this, and uh, I just want to bring the, bring this up because I've seen the comments going back and forth. I was like, what is going on? And it's funny because two seasons ago when Fulham were in the championship, I don't remember this back and forth. I, I don't know why we're seeing it now. I expect it in the Premier League, but I just did not expect it this season, but we're seeing it again. Mm. And I just, you know, again, you have your team, follow your team, love your team, and more power to you, but don't don't be knocking another supporter base. Don't be doing that. And I think Gags actually nails it. Who cares what the opposition thinkers say? It doesn't change the score line. Don't bite so easy. And and you know, and again, I understand that, Gags. I, I totally do. But we've seen it, you know, and, and again, I agree with you. In the end, it's about the score line. They yeah. are upset that they lost. They are trying to as I would say over here, Claire, we win 4-0. They're trying to marginalize the victory by saying, well, it flattered us or this or that. It doesn't matter. As mm -hmm. Gex just said, it's still 4-0. You can't erase that. Mm -hmm. It's still 4-0. Just accept it. You move on to your next match. And yeah. you accept that you lost to the better team on the day. Yeah. Not enforced are not a bad side. They, they have a chance to potentially get in the playoffs. But again... I understand having this reaction after you lost, but I, I thought this was a little bit too much. When you start taking pot shots at other supporters, that's when you lose me, Claire. Yeah, it's just childish. It's just really childish. It, 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 it doesn't interest me. It's not even banter. It's just pathetic, really. Okay. All right. All right. Excellent. All right, Claire, let's move on. And uh, let's start here. Before we really get into the match, let's talk about an hour before the match, you were at the match. What did you make of the starting 11? Were you happy? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know my feelings on Rodak. Happy to see him between those sticks again. You know, I mean, those stats don't lie. He's let one goal in in three, two clean sheets out of three. Those stats don't lie. Yeah, really happy. Really happy with it. No, no complaints whatsoever. We're, we're strong everywhere. And um, I want to give a little bit of a shout out now and probably later on as well. I want to give a bit of a shout out to um, Cabano because, yes. um, you know, a lot of people say, is, is he, is he, is he quality for the squad? Is, you know, is he, is he someone who's better on the subs bench? 
Cabano for me. Love that man. He puts a shift in. And Absolutely. Oh, boy, he deserved what he got yesterday. He deserved it. You know what's funny about him? Because I've been going back and forth with uh, <clears throat> another fan base talking about a player here that actually came good. And uh, I just said at the beginning of the season, sometimes you have to give a player a chance to adjust. This is a little bit different of a situation. He hasn't always gotten the opportunity. But what's interesting about Niskan's Cabano is every time he's gotten the opportunity, yeah. he has seized it and mm-hmm. he has taken advantage of it. And we are a better team having him with us. You know, it's it's almost like found money, Claire, because mm-hmm. no one was talking about Cabano before the season began. No one. Same <laughs> thing with Jean-Michael Serri. We'll talk about both of them, okay? <laughs> How crazy is this that Fulham have two players playing pivotal roles this season that we weren't even thinking about before the season began. Niskan's Cabano and Jean-Michael Sarri both mm-hmm. playing massive roles, but Fulham are better side with him in there. It's going to be difficult getting him out, and we have players coming back. Yeah. You know, I guess it's a good problem to have for Marco Silva, but mm-hmm. we, when you look at the starting 11, we're going to talk about this in a bit, but, you know, Dennis Adoy, listen, Dennis Adoy is doing a good job. Kenny Tete is going to really have to fight his way back to get his job back. Mm. And that's a credit to Dennis. And mm. when you look at the starting 11, I'm thinking this is solid. This team should win this match. And they did, Claire. That's that's what I took out of it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's what we all thought at the at the start. And I'll say as, as the first half went on, we thought, well, in, rather incorrectly, we thought this has probably got one all written all over. What One nil, sorry. One nil written all, all over this game. We didn't see those goals going in in, in the second half. Um, but it is a solid team, and I, I'm convinced with this team. I really am. I love Dennis Sadoy. I've got a chap who sits behind me in the Hamsmith end who just really doesn't have a good word to say about Dennis, but I love the guy. I think he puts in a good old shift as well. He's a yep. workhorse. He, he will always do his best for you. Okay, excellent. I appreciate that. Excellent. All right, I'm going to share a couple of comments. This is from our commentary about Fulham not really hitting their stride yet. This is from Russell Taylor. Six times, three goals or more already without really hitting our straps. Absolutely. Think about that. Think about the fact that we're scoring all these goals at a tremendous clip, and we have not seen the best of Fulham yet. That's what's so encouraging, Claire. I, I, again, the, the comments are coming up thick and fast. Thank you, everyone, for sharing that. I, I, I want to go back a step and share this. I don't know if you've seen this. This is part of the tweets going back and forth. Sorry, Russ, can't stay too long. I've got to go and launder some more money. For the conservatives, I have actually saw you're laughing because I did see a comment about that. And I just some crazy stuff, Claire, some crazy comments that I saw while I was on the plane of all things on the plane, looking at Twitter, I'm like what is going on with this it. Nottingham Forest supporter? But I love it. I think it's so funny. I I love it. Yeah, we've got clappers. Yeah, we're posh. Yeah, we might support the Conservative Party. We might support someone else. Who blimmin' well cares? Exactly. Bob off and enjoy your football and oh, stop my, being I, a bully. Oh, I, I just, again, going back, that's why I wanted to talk about this. Because, so again, I've only been to two full matches in England. One was the playoff final. The other one was an away match. And I enjoyed it so much. I don't remember this type of situation going back and forth like this, like this venom. Cause this is venom. This mm. is, this is, I, I don't remember. Again, I was at, at Reading and, and uh, you know, I just remember it being some healthy banter going back and forth, but I don't remember any fallout like this, but mm. okay. You know, we can do this each and every week. Uh, visiting fans can do it again and we'll talk about it the next week. I, I don't care. I just don't get it. I, I, again, a fan is a fan to support your team and we'll support foam. Stop taking shots at foam supporters. That's my point on that. Okay. Yeah. All right, Claire, you were there. This is going to be an interesting one for you. Where do you think the match really turned? Because it, you could look at several points. You could talk about the first goal or you could talk about the second goal. You could talk about another part of the match. Where do you think think this match really got into the favor of form oh do you know what I mean yeah you could talk about a few points actually I mean I think ultimately it was a bit like what happened with us at Coventry in which we didn't start well we didn't really get out of the starting blocks and we didn't know how to unravel that once we were in in it 
And I think it was a bit similar for, for um, Forrest in that the first goal was an own goal. Yep. Disappointing, real kick in the teeth, you know, when you've you've been on this great run and then, you, you know, this own goal. Um, but then obviously the... Um, the, the second goal was, for them, defensively, it was a shocker, wasn't it? I've never seen anything that, <laughs> like, like you're talking about Three Stooges stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So, I, 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 do you know what? I think you could just put it down to it wasn't their day. They yeah. were having a mare. And I, I think turning point was probably, let's say the second goal, because I think okay. after that they were like, this ain't our day. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll go with that. Okay. And I certainly understand that because at that point, you're down 2 0. And if you're a Nottingham Forest player, the coach, Steve Cooper, the supporters, you're, you're thinking, this is not our day because mm. two things went against us that, again, maybe shouldn't have, but they did. So mm. now, but as you said, Claire, what's interesting about all this, even down 2 0, that was the turning point of the match. They still had an opportunity to get into this match, I think, you know, and uh, you can agree or disagree on this, being up 2-0 always makes me nervous because yeah. the next goal is the swing goal. Yeah, It's such a momentum situation if you get that goal. Fulham got the goal, but 2-0 is a dangerous scoreline, mm. even though you're up 2-0, mm. mm. because it's that next goal can change mm. the entire match. Oh, yeah. 2-0 means nothing, especially nope. in the championship. Oh, definitely in not. In the premiership, it probably means a bit more. But especially when you're Fulham and you're 2-0 up or down, you know. But right. um, I think in the championship, 2-0 could easily be 4-2 to the team that's losing 2-0 right. in the first, in, you know, easily. 2 nils nothing. Um, yeah, you know, but, but we we put in a great shift and we we really did create some great opportunities. We some we, I mean, there was one, wasn't there, early on, was it? Wilson's opportunity in like the 15th minute. That's right. It was another great opportunity, which obviously it was um it, it was blocked, wasn't it? That's right. Um but but you know, we had those opportunities. Absolutely. But I have to say, actually, looking at the stats, the stats surprised me today because it was a lot closer than I thought it was. It was, Claire. It's funny when I was looking at the stats too, I was a little bit surprised by mm. that. And maybe that's where some of the uh feelings of say the Nottingham Forest supporters because mm. they're looking at this and thinking, well, we're not that far off, but we lost four nil. So mm. I, I understand that when, when you look at the mm. stats, if you go, just, if you look at the stats, you're thinking this is a much closer match. So that's actually a yeah. very good point by you, Claire. All right, let's get to it. Let's talk about phone's first goal. And it's, it's not Metro. Uh, that, that's what's interesting about it. It's not Metro, but he actually thought he scored Claire and he actually set this goal up. But mm. I want to get your thoughts. You were there. What was going through your mind watching this goal just get in the back of the net from a corner? I'm like, how did it get past them? But it did. Give me the view from someone that was there. Well, Russ, this is where I'm at a disadvantage because being four foot nine and being in a standing away end, it was quite hard to see, I'll be honest with you. But it was it was a weird one because it was almost like it happened in slow motion. I mean, yep. we're not prolific at scoring from corners, let's no. put it that way, right? No, no so not at all. I think there was that moment of disbelief when it went in. Was it, did it go in? Like, did it? And then... It was like this this sort of period of time where everyone sort of didn't know whether it went in and then all of a sudden everyone cheered. But it from where we were sat, it was quite difficult at first to see that it went in. And yep. then it was quite difficult. And people may disagree who were there. It's because I'm four foot nine, so forgive me. I didn't have the best view for this goal. Okay. But um, it... It wasn't clear that it was an own goal. Absolutely right. not. We all thought it come off Mitro. And actually, the announcer in the stadium, I'm pretty sure he said it was a Mitro goal. I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah, he it's did. funny because Gentleman yeah. Jim said it's a goal by Mitro. And mm. then Jamie basically said, not so fast. You know, I'm paraphrasing because it might be an own goal. It turned out mm. to be an own goal. Mm. It's funny because I've watched it back several times. I it looks like maybe he was involved somehow, but they called yeah. it an own goal. I mean, he was celebrating like he scored. But in the end, you know, 
I'll take any goal that you get, Claire. You know, a little bit of luck because it all evens itself out. We've had so Mm. many situations go against Fulham. Mm. It's Mm. nice to get one that goes for Fulham. And, uh, you know, they go up 1-0. And after that, I'm curious just your view in general because they're up 1-0. Just give me your overall analysis of the first half. When we get to the half, and let's give Forrest some credit because uh, they got to the half only down 1-0. Mm-hmm. And that is is a was a little bit concerning. I mean, I'm watching mm-hmm. on a little phone here, but I'm thinking, uh oh, you know, they need to get that second goal and then potentially a third, which they ended up doing. Give me your analysis of what you watched in the first half, besides the goal. Yeah, I mean, I'm I can't knock the Forest team um, at all in right. in the in the first half. Um, I, I thought they were a decent, solid side. You could I tell agree. that it wasn't their day you know the own goal once we found out it was an own goal it was like okay own goal um but you know that they they stopped us from playing and they stopped as well um they did everything they had to do they just didn't equalize um and I really thought you know what this is going to be a close game and I couldn't at at half time I could never have thought that the score was going to be um Sorry, <clears throat> I never thought the score was going to be 4-0. I thought yep. we'll hang on for a 1-0 here. I really did. I, I, I thought, you know, Nottingham Forest fans, they've got a great season to look forward to as far as oh, I'm Oh, I concerned. totally agree. I totally um, agree. Totally and, they're, agree. you know, they're, they're a good solid side. Yep. And and I thought they, they put on... They they put on a good old show. They, need, yep. they did what they needed to do yep. apart from their errors. Exactly. Um, yeah, you know, and I there wasn't much in it in the first half. I'll have to say there wasn't much in it. Totally agree, Claire. Totally agree. Let's go back a little bit and let's talk about this comment that I got from Roger. I, I forgot to ask you about this because uh, what's interesting about this on that goal, if you watch it back, I don't know if you noticed it, but Mitro gets free. Mm. He got free because Dennis Adoy stood his ground. As Roger said, Adoy did nothing illegal with the first goal. He stood his ground, and the Forest player ran into him. Mm. I agree with all that, except I think this was also on purpose. I think Fulham are doing some of this on set pieces now. They're trying to free up their players. You know, again, we can talk about is it legal, is it illegal? I, I don't think it's illegal, but it reminded me of a basketball pick. If you watch basketball, where a player just stands his ground and another player runs right into him. It happened, mm-hmm. but you know, did, did you get a view of this? Did you see this, or did you even realize this while you were watching it? To be honest, it wasn't on my radar, Ross. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to lie. But you know, I've, I've watched it back since, and um, you know, in my opinion, you do what you need to do to uh, to win a game. Yeah, and exactly. That's it. You know, you're not doing anything illegal no. to use no. Roger's term there. No, um, I, I agree with yeah. Roger. Yeah, totally. Uh, I totally agree with Roger on that because, again, this is not the first time this has happened. It actually happened in the Birmingham City match, too. I think that they're working on this to figure out ways to get their players free with uh, these situations of standing their ground, and it's worked. And Mm -hmm. uh, until they are told that they can't do it anymore, you keep doing it, you know, and I don't have any problem with it. Thank you, Roger, for pointing that out. Mm. Okay, Claire, let's move to the second half. And what's interesting when we talk about the second half, I actually have some comments about going back to the turning point of the match because uh, two supporters brought up this. I'm going to share their comments right here because I, it's funny. It's a funny game when you look at this. What happens if this is different? And I'm going to share. I'm just looking for the comment. Just give me one second as I look for it. As here I am, Russ, just trying to. uh, Let's see. Here we go. This from Dave Clark. Probably turning point for us is when grabbing blasted high mm. over for what was their best chance at getting 1-1. And that's actually a good point. And uh, Colm actually says the same thing. Grabbing's mess. That was r- right there. So, Claire, what was going through your mind when you saw this? That was a wonderful opportunity. It also shows it wasn't their day. Yeah. Yeah. It was one of those moments where you're again you know it wasn't their day and we've said that and I completely agree it was one of those moments you you look at that and you think that's that's only going one way and then (laughs) it 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 didn't and 
what can you say? As a Fulham supporter, it all felt good. <laughs> exactly. You know, exactly. That's, that's, exactly. That's Am I supposed good. to be upset that he missed it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, you know, again, good point. Pivot, that was quite a pivotal, mo- pivotal, Absolutely. pivotal moment in the game as well. Absolutely. Oh, totally. Totally agree with that. Thank you guys mm. for bringing that up. Okay. So let's go in the second half. And as uh, gentlemen, Jim and Jamie were talking about, up to the point that we're going to talk about the second goal, Nottingham Forest were uh, pushing forward pretty good, to their credit. But then comes the situations, as I call, Three Stooges. Others I just saw called Laurel and Hardy. Whatever you want to call it, it's Mitro's first goal. So let's talk about this, Claire. Right in front of you. Could you see it happening in slow motion? Um, anyway. I feel bad because if the Knott's Forest uh, supporters are watching it, I think we're going to get a little bit of hate on this. Uh, Maybe, I have to kind of laugh. You know, we've all been there. We've had terrible... Fulham have done it too, by the way. If we're being fair, Fulham have done it. of course. I mean, look at us at Coventry the other week. We were abysmal. We were rotten. We've been there. You know, come on. Let's just... Tim Rima, Derby County stands out to me. There was a Derby (laughs) County match at... At Pride Park, where Tim Ream just, it was terrible. That was like, again, one of those situations where you're like, what is going on? Exactly. And it happened here to Nottingham yeah. Forest. We all have these mayors, and, you know, that was their mayor. And, yep. you know, th- this was our gain. And what, what you're always going to get is, and again, sorry to be boring, but going back to what I said on Wednesday with you, yep. Russ, Mitro's always going to be there. Right. He's always going to be there. He's always going to poach it. He's always going to whack it in. You cannot make mistakes like that when you've got a Mitrovic on the pitch. You just can't do that. Um, he's always going to take those opportunities. You, you can right. just guarantee that. And and he did. And it he took it well. You know, he did. He yeah. he takes those opportunities. He gets he he gets in those right positions. And and we are just blessed to have him, aren't we? Absolutely, Claire. Very good point. All right. Let's uh, follow that up. As I mentioned earlier in the show, what was interesting at this point, so Fulham are up 2-0. I'm behind. I'm talking about the stream that I have. And next thing I know, I get updates from BBC Sport, from the Fulham site, everything, and get all these updates that Cabano scored. And Fulham now make it 3-0. But as you mentioned, you really wanted to talk about the entire movement here because Cabano scores, but it's more than just his goal. This was a team goal. And what's interesting about it. And uh, we all make mistakes and gentleman, Jim kept saying it was Seri's goal. And uh, you know, then he finally saw that it was actually Cabano's, but you know what? Uh, he made a Goldman, just like I make several Goldman's during the show. We all make mistakes, but I, it's funny. Cause I was, I actually thought it was Seri too. So, to gentleman Jim and what I was watching, it kind of looked like him, but it was actually Nitskin's Cabano. So what was what were you thinking uh with uh Foam Story goal here? Yeah, I mean I think we we'd got into our strides at this point. I think I think we it's fair to say that. Certainly from my my viewpoint, we got into our stride. We had that that fire in us at that point. I think we had that belief in us, and I think we started to play quite a lot more cohesively at this point. Right. And <coughs> excuse me, that link up between um Seri to Wilson. Love that. Oh, love yeah. that. Absolutely love that. Um and actually the 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 angle that um I saw today of of that which is what I'm guessing was the angle gentleman Jim saw which is yeah. why I can completely understand why he thought Seri was the score right. the, the, the goal scorer from that angle. Um you know it it was a great link up it, it was it was just a great cohesive bit of play from 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 a cohesive team Absolutely. who are playing as a team and you know I love Cabano I'm such a big Cabano fan love that guy he's loved been him. great he has loved he has him been great since he's been with us and um he deserved it it was oh. it, it's been a while coming for him and he deserved it and his I mean the, the, the all their faces just tell a million stories as up as far as I'm concerned but 
you could see what it meant to him. You could really see what it meant to him. And that's special as well, to see as a fan what it means to that to that player. Um, it, was a, it was a great goal. It was a great goal. They understand each other, Russ. Yes. They understand each other. And I love to see that. That's what's great, Claire. And this goes back to why I'm so positive moving forward. Mm. Because this was a typical Fulham goal that we've seen. And we're going to continue to see it. When you score goals like this, team goals like this, mm. they're so dangerous. This can happen at any time against any opponent. That's what's so encouraging, Claire. We've mm. seen this. Swansea City, I, I've seen it. At, I, I Probably, I want to say Stoke. I mean, there are so many of these matches where all of a sudden they're on the break. You go all the way back to Huddersfield Town. It just happens. Mm. And they just have that ability. That's why I actually don't think we've seen the best of them which is what's the encouraging sign for me. Mm. So so you got 3-0. And like I said, what's great about it is the players that are involved and the way that they're linking up. It's just, it's wonderful to watch. And this will go back to at the end of the show. I've already mentioned that there are more people watching live. The end of the show, we're going to end with this. And I asked Claire this question. She's going to give me the answer later because Scott Parker's Bournemouth is in first place. Would you rather have... Scott Parker right now, would you rather have Marco Silva? I'm asking you now. We've had some evidence. They're in first place. They're doing fantastic. Scott Parker and Bournemouth are doing fantastic. Would you rather have Parker? Would you rather have Silva? You tell me at the end of the show. Okay. All right. Let's get back to it, Claire. And let's talk about the fourth goal. I can't believe we're talking like this. The fourth goal. And it's Mitro again. And what's interesting about this, boy, I, I have a feeling Nottingham Forest supporters really don't like Dennis Adoy, especially after this, because uh, he's involved. Uh, he gets fouled, and it now leads to the penalty, and Mitro scores. And this is actually important. We need Mitro scoring on penalties. I think it's going to be very important moving forward. I think there's a little bit of a book on him that he shoots to his left. He has mixed it up a little bit, but he goes to his left. The goalkeeper, Samba, Got his hands on it, but Mitro put it in the back of the net. What was going through your mind on the fourth goal? Well, I have to say, I've never been very good at watching penalties, and I usually do, you do this. No, I, I turn around. Oh, okay. I have my back facing the pitch, <laughs> and um, but my my cousin's daughter Demi, she looked at me and she said, "I can't watch." I say, "Just you will watch. He's going to score. It's going to be fine." Yep. We've got that confidence, Russ. We've yep. got that. We've got that belief. We've got that esteem. We we know we can do this. And you you I, I can't explain it. It's one of those feelings that you just wish you could bottle, you know? It, yep. it just felt good to be a Fulham supporter yesterday. It's been a good week for Fulham supporters oh. and for Fulham players. And it, when it feels good and and you know you're riding that 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 crest of the wave. That wave. Nothing, nothing's going to go wrong, is it? Not at the moment. It will. It will come crashing down at some point and we'll have a shocker. But at the moment, it's not happening and we're enjoying it and we're making the most of it. And it was never in doubt, never in doubt in my mind. And I'm pretty sure it was never in doubt in Mitro's mind. (laughs) As you say, Claire, right now from the Lego movie, everything is awesome. Everything (laughs) is awesome. So, you know, it's really a good time to be a foam supporter. Mm. It could change next week against mm. West Brom. We'll see what happens. But, uh, you know, again, right now, we should be happy. Here's something interesting. I, I don't think this is going to happen. Mitro will hit 45 goals this season. That would be unbelievable. Love but that. you know what? The way he's playing right now, and the, the crazy part of this, and this will go back to when we talk about Silva versus Parker once again, is uh, how the heck was this player – not involved last season. How did this happen? You know, and again, honestly, I didn't see Mitro fitting into Parker's way of playing. So that's a factor in all this. But when you're seeing a player that fits into a manager's system the way Mitro does, it works so well. And it probably was a system situation with Parker and Mitro. Maybe there was something else to it. But this system works so well with Metro Claire playing under Silva. I think you would agree with me on that. 100%. 100%. It's set up for him all day long. Absolutely. And I love Wayne's optimism and positivity there. Love that, Wayne. <laughs> okay. And then we've got our friend Julian. Please don't jinx the foam pens. Ha <laughs> ha. 
you know, uh, hopefully we're not doing that. Hopefully they just continue to go in. All right. Okay, Claire. Very good stuff. All right. Coming up next, we're going to talk about man of the match. I want to get Claire's man of the match. And we're going to end by looking at the table and talking about a couple of teams in and around Fulham. Okay, Claire, let's get to it. There's some candidates here. Who's your man of the match? Well, I was at teetering on Seri on Wednesday, and I didn't go for Seri. And I thought he had another great game yesterday, so Seri's my man. But again, I could have chosen about three. Okay. I believe Tosin was the pick mm. on the Fulham website, which I, I totally that. understand. Yeah. And again, uh, what, really what's understand. interesting about him, and uh, gentleman Jim kept talking about this, Claire, and, and I'm sure you noticed this as well. We've seen a change from Tosin throughout the season. Mm. You're seeing a player that doesn't really uh, fuss around with the ball anymore. He just gets rid of it. Mm. We don't have those really scary moments with him. I, we have a little bit, but not recently. He's mm. just taking care of business. And I think he's added that to his game. He's basically not wasting any time. Mm -hmm. If there's any danger, he's just kicking the ball out of play. Goodbye. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I have no issue with that. Mm -hmm. I don't care that in some cases it's a corner. It's mm -hmm. safety first, Claire. He's doing yeah. his job. Yeah, 100%. If the, if the ball's not in play, then it's not in danger, is it? It's, it's not dangering you. And I, I I think he is someone that we're watching grow and flourish. And, and it's, it's great to see. It, it's really great to see. And again, you know, just finding his place in the team. Right. And his strength within it, you know, it just goes back to that word team again and what that means at the moment. And and every player is 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 integral to that. Right. Oh, good stuff. All right. We have some comments here from Man of the Match. Let's see what we got. From Rick Kerr, for me, Man of the Match is Surrey. From Roger Lewis, we're going back and forth here, Claire. Mm -hmm. My Man of the Match is Tosin. Let's see. They're coming in. Here we go. We got more coming in. I've two for man of the match and strongly neither is Mitro, Sari, and Tosin for Colm Bugler. Okay, let's see. My friend Anthea Evans. Anthea, I've not heard from you in a long time. Being greedy, man of the match times two, Tosin and Reem, giving us confidence at the back. Okay, let's see what we got. What else we have? Let's see. Let's see what Rick Kerr said again. Tosin did make a bad error, but played really well. Okay, well, you know, they, they all make errors. I mean, that happens. Let's see. And Thea's bringing this up. We didn't even talk about this, but great late stop by Rodak. Very good point by you and Thea. Yeah. Let's see from Paul. He says, Harry Wilson. Now, we have not talked that much about Harry Wilson. What are your thoughts about Harry Wilson? I have this uh, weird back and forth with him in my head because I see the ability. But, Claire, you and I have talked about this. I don't like some of the theatrics from, from him. We still see it. I don't think that uh, – he deserved, you know, a, again, a free kick to go in the other direction. I I actually thought he was fouled. There, there was that that uh, chance that happened uh, in the match. But I'm a fan of Harry Wilson's. I, I just, you know, and again, I, I just wish he would take his theatrics out of his game. That's just me. But what were your thoughts about how he played? Yeah, so actually, I I, um, I was kicking myself on, on Wednesday after the game, Russ, that I didn't actually mention Harry um during okay. our, our our chat that's right and i've actually written in my little notepad beside my laptop harry in big block capitals <laughs> to a goal that's what i've written and i did okay. actually want to mention harry so i'm glad yep. we're talking about him because for me i i really like him i i think it, I keep using the same terminology and I I, uh, I apologize for my limited football that's, vocabulary tonight that's okay um Again, workhorse. I think he works really, really he hard. He and does. he creates a lot for us. And for me, I, I want to see him score a goal because I really think he's due one. And um, that I just think that would be lovely for him. I really do. I, I, I'd love to see him score. But I, I think what he does is, is a lot of work. He don't give up. He's a lad who don't give up. And yep. he, he kind of looks like a player who's played for us for a few seasons. Right. 
No, he doesn't look fresh for us. You know, he looks like he he's really he fits. He fits. He he loves the team. You can see that passion there, and that's usually passion that comes after a season or two, not so fresh into the team. Which I think is you know props to to Silver and Bo Morte for that. Absolutely, and I'm glad that you mentioned that about Wilson. And one of the things stood out to me because we're talking about players that love the club. One player that I know loves the club very much so, and you can give me the transfer speculation all you want on him. He ain't leaving, and that's Mitro. Just watch how Mitro acts. Mitro loves Fulham enough. If Mm. people are going to throw transfer speculation Mm. when we Mm. get to January, you know where you can shove that because he ain't going anywhere. He he loves Fulham. He is settled in Fulham. So anyone that wants Mitro in January, uh, it's not going to happen. I'll I'll just I'll just say that. I'll say that. Okay, I'm just going to share a couple more comments here. This is a funny one. Man of the match, the wife, born Nottingham, but foam to the core with three brothers who are forced. It was nice end to the match. Okay, very funny there, Steve. Thank you for sharing that. Very good. Okay, Claire, before we talk about the table, I have to backtrack. I forgot to ask you about this. We talked a little bit about it. One last thing on the matches. Talk about Kenny Tete's return and how pivotal this is. But as I mentioned, He's the better player between him and Dennis, but Dennis is doing his job. Mm. So Kenny's really going to have to fight for his spot back. Let's just call it what it is. Mm. But Mm. this player is going to give us another dimension. You know, you're going to have, you have Anthony on one side, him with, with their attacking abilities. They do need him back. Nothing against Dennis. Mm. So this is huge news that Kenny Tete came into the match late in the match. Mm. Yeah, great to see him back. And, you know, you say um, vying for his place with with Adoy. But isn't that fantastic? Because isn't that what makes you a better player? You want to be the best. So, so, you know, I think that that's a that's a positive, massive positive for us is is you want that position. You're going to play your socks off because you want that spot. Great, great position for us to be in. I love Dennis Sadoy. I know there's it's quite a mixed bag. I don't know about on social media, but certainly right. around me in the Hamsmith end, mixed right. bag of feelings towards Dennis. I love the lads. Absolutely love him. Um, and he can do some magical stuff for us. He really he can. can. We've seen it, and and we know he, it's it's there. It's in his bag of tricks. And he but gives his all. Yeah. Love them both. Love them both. What can you say? We're lucky, aren't we? We're we are lucky, Claire. And uh, I'm just going to share some more comments going back because we were talking about Harry Wilson. Let's see. I'm just going to share a bunch of comments. Harry Wilson is a Welsh firebrand. Don't take that out of his game. Okay. All right. Let's see what else we got. I guess I guess that goes back to my comment. I, I, I understand. I understand. Let's see. Let's see. That Let's Celtic see. fire, isn't it? Yep. Wilson will come good. Give him time. I agree with all of that. Let's see what else we got. Here's an interesting one from Colm Bugler. My only gripe about the game is Mitro taking a free kick when we have Wilson. We've not seen Wilson do that enough. Mm-hmm. I agree mm-hmm. with that. Yeah, agree. Definitely. Okay, let's see what we got here. Let's see from Paul. Wilson reminded of the Scott Parker of old or great talented player and a workhorse. And you said that, Claire. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to share this from Rich. You're right, Claire. Harry never stops working. And for a little guy, he's incredibly strong and good in the mm-hmm. end. Okay, so I totally agree with all that. Maybe I shouldn't have, have laid it on so thick about, about the theatrics, but he does work hard. So to be fair, all these you guys are all right on that. You are totally right. To me, they're t- separate things, but he really does work hard, Claire. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's good that it's being noticed as well. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, we should be talking more about that. And I'm glad that you mentioned this because I've not heard talk about his work ethic and his work Mm. ethic is right up there. That's a great Mm. comment by you. Look, you know, as I say to my friend, Derek, look at the brain on Derek. I'm going to say, look at the brain on Claire. Okay. I I had to go there. All right. All right, Claire, let's end the show by talking about what's Mm. going on with the table. Very. And we're going to ask the question. We're going to, we're going to go there. Parker ball, a silver ball. Share which one you'd rather have at this point because we're going to talk about the table. But let's start here. So, again, we have, you know, we have Fulham, again, moving up to second. Claire, just your thoughts about Fulham being second in the table. Well, you know, um, 
to to just uh, dash out some old uh, saying, it's a marathon, not a sprint. That's so right. us being second, you know, we could well go down to fourth or fifth. We could well be first in a few months' time. You know, I think we're going to – it's going to be like that. And, again, that's the beauty of the championship. That's right. I think, I think it's probably fair to say it's out of the, you know, the three, isn't it? It is. I would say – I'll put my neck on the line and say Fulham, Bournemouth, West Brom, not yep. necessarily in that order, but that's that's what we're looking at right now. And I, I think that that that's probably how it's going to stay. I think there might be a bit of flip-flopping, but generally that's how it's going to stay. Okay. Um, I'd say we're where we deserve to be. And, you know, I'd, I'd say um, certainly for Bournemouth and, and West Brom, they're where they deserve to be as well. We're, we're three good sides we're three good solid championship sides um do I think Bournemouth have got what it takes to go all the way and do this for the rest of the season no I don't I think that Scott Parker is a plan a man and I don't see his plan b and I think he gets found out very easily and then he has nothing to revert to. He has no contingency plan. And I think that that might be Bournemouth's undoing this season eventually. See, I knew why I like Claire so much. She stole my thunder, but okay. Nope, it's all good, Claire. It's all good. And we're going to talk about Bournemouth and West Brom in a second. But before we do that, I have to talk about another club that I've said I'm going to keep talking about on Cottage Talk because they've become such an integral part of Cottage Talk lately. Let's talk about Coventry City. Uh, They got a draw here. They were up 1-0. And again, anyone, if you get a chance, please watch the video of the goal from Coventry City. It was on a penalty from Matt Gunn. He went down in the box again. You be the judge. Did he dive? Or was this a legitimate penalty? I've watched this several times. And I'm having a hard time seeing where he is followed. I've heard comments that knees hit. I didn't see it. Maybe it did, but he went down again. The same player just coming off of a ban goes down in the box, gives them a, uh, gives them a penalty. He scores on the penalty. They go up one nil, but I have to tell you, Claire Darby County got the equalizer in the second half. So I don't know, maybe everything evens out in the end, Claire, but our friends at Coventry city, they got a 1-1 draw at home. And uh, I'm sorry, but that put a smile on my face. Okay, let's move on. Let's talk about West Brom. Now, Fulham are about to play West Brom. They, they won again. That You know, again, they've been consistent. I'm glad that you said this as well, Claire. I truly believe it's going to be between Fulham, Bournemouth, and West Brom for the two spots. That's It's going to come down to that. So the upcoming match is a pivotal match. It, it is. It's not mm. the be-all to end-all. Mm. But Fulham playing West Brom, and on their day, they are tough to beat. And what's interesting about them is that when I've watched them, they have the ability, I wouldn't say to win ugly, but they find ways to win. Mm. Good teams do that. West Mm. Brom have that. They are going to be a difficult team on Saturday, no question about it, because they can find ways to win. So they get the victory. And that's going to lead us to talk about the team in first. You've already talked a little bit about Scott Parker and Bournemouth. Bournemouth continue to win. And full credit to Scott Parker, the players. And, and again, very sorry, let's just say this off the bat, about the situation with David Brooks. I, I hope mm. everything worked out for him. Very sorry about his situation. And I'm uh, thinking about him, and hopefully he, he will get through his situation with cancer. It's very sad. And uh, I wish him only the best. But – if we're just concentrating on Bournemouth on the pitch, Claire, I've watched them several times and they are in first and they deserve to be in first because they're taking care of business. Mm. Claire, it's, it's Parker ball 2.0. It's the same thing. And I'm telling you, they're just as boring. They are, they're hard to watch. They're hard. I mean, they're winning. And this is something that again, like you said, when you continue to win and you can't knock that, but what happens when Scott Parker is forced to go to a plan B? That's going to be when he's really tested. He's not being tested right mm. now. Mm. He's absolutely not being tested. Mm. What happens when he is forced to go to a plan B? That's my question on that. 
because that is something that we've learned at Fulham. Playing Parker Ball, he can potentially see matches out 1-0, maybe 2-1 to one, as we're seeing. In some cases, winning 2-0, or in this case, winning 3-0. Congratulations, that's great. What happens when he needs to change? We know, Claire, based on his history with us, he's unwilling a little bit to change. Mm. So we'll see how this all plays out with Bournemouth. And uh, that's going to lead to our conversation to end the show. So like I said, Bournemouth is in first. Claire, I'll go to you first. If you're watching live, feel free to share your thoughts. I know this is looking back, but let's look at Scott Parker and also Marco Silva. We're a decent way into the season. If you could do it all over again, would you keep Scott Parker and not hire Marco Silva? Would you rather have Parker Ball now or Silva Ball? You go first, Claire. It's not even a question. Silva all day. My, you know what? One thing, Russ, at the beginning of the season, I had, I'm lucky enough to sit in a lovely area in, in H6. And yep. we sit with some fantastic, fantastic fans, all, all generations, really quite level-headed people. And, um, and they all said, I nearly didn't renew. The only reason I renewed is because Parker left. Wow. And that's really telling. And these, you know, some of these these blokes have been, you know, they've been season ticket holders for 50 years and they were saying this. And I think that is a really, really um, important thing to highlight is that, OK, we were detached because of the pandemic and we weren't there in person, you know, so obviously that there was a detachment there anyway. Right. But we were bored. I was falling asleep watching some of the games, you know, Um right. And 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 I think we're being entertained. We are being entertained. And even I, I don't want to keep saying the the c words, but going back to Coventry one last time, <laughs> even when we were losing so abysmally at Coventry, yep. it was so abysmal that it was still more interesting than watching Parker Ball because it yep. was so bad. It yep. wasn't just mediocre or just right. uh, it was. Oh my God, this is shocking. So we are on those two scales. We were either blimmin' awful or absolutely flipping marvelous. And I'd rather that any day of the week than okay. parkable. <laughs> well, I'm with Silver Ball, and I've had enough evidence now to make that assertion. It's funny because I remember two seasons ago, I was going back and forth with a good friend of mine, Chris Davidson, in Spain, and he wanted to be entertained. And yes. And I would say to him at the time, well, Fulham are winning. Fulham are in contention. He would come back to me and say, Russ, I want to be entertained. I yes. want to win, but I want to be entertained. Yes. This is boring, Russ. Yes. And Chris, I'm going to say this right now. If you watch this, you were 100% right, and Russ was wrong. You were right, because now I'm having the evidence of what it looks like. I, you know, again, I am someone that looks at the scoreboard and say, you know what, you judge by the scoreboard. But honestly, I get Chris's point. I get your point. Why can't you win and play entertaining football at the same time? You can. Mm -hmm. We're seeing that. Mm -hmm. And I'm all about silver ball now. And again, mm -hmm. I give Scott all of his credit that, that, you know, what he did at Fulham, I'll never forget the championship final against Bour uh, Bournemouth. I got Bournemouth on the brain against Brentford. And, to me, that was his best achievement. That game plan to mm. beat, uh, I was almost going to say it again, Claire. I can't believe I'm doing it. Brentford was just incredible, and he deserves a lot of credit for that. Yeah. But overall, it was the style of play. Mm. It was, like you said, no plan B. Mm. Trying to hold on for dear life when mm. you're up 1-0. It drove me nuts mm. in the end. And now I've seen the other side of it, and I'm – with everyone on Silver Ball. So I'm going to share some comments. This is from, from Rick Kerr. Got it to be Silver Ball. Let's see. Some games with Parker, you win, but not a good feeling. So far, Silver Ball is a great feeling. It's my friend Roger Lewis. Silver Ball all the way. Both Bournemouth and West Brom play boring football, full entertain. Again, to my friend Andy, who is a huge West Brom fan, I understand that too. But they are winning, to, to their credit too. They don't play... The exciting football that we do. I think we're fortunate right now, Claire. Let's mm. see. This is what Paul says. Parker's a good championship manager. 
But in Silva, we have a proven premiership manager. Paul, you're right. Regardless of his history in the Premier League, there are some good moments. You don't become a manager of Everton unless you're a good manager. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. They, you, they don't go mm-hmm. ahead and bring someone like that in if they don't have confidence that he can be a good manager. It didn't work out in the end. But you know what? He was the manager. He did a good job at Hull City. He also did a good job, obviously, at Watford to get the job. So, you know, I think we have a good one with us. Let's see. Let's, uh, I'm going to share a couple more. Dave Cronin, the difference is the players weren't behind Parker. They are Silva. Maybe some players were behind Parker, but they're definitely behind Silva. They're buying in, Claire. That's another thing. Mm. You're seeing players, and I'll say this again. Did you see the best of Mitro under Parker or the best of Mitro under Silva? I yes. think there's an obvious answer to that. Yes. How about John? How about John Michael Surrey? Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. Cabano. We can go yes. down the list. Yeah, all That's these players shame. are thriving mm-hmm. under Silva. It's again, it's not all about him because it's obviously about the players. Yeah, but there's something to it, Claire. There's absolutely something to it. Yeah. Mitro and Parker, it didn't work. Yeah, look at him now under Silva. Yeah. It fits like a glove. Yeah, that's why for me. Again, it's not just about Mitro. It's about the entire team. You are seeing players improve. Name me a player that improved under Parker. I can't Mm. name one. I'm sorry. I just, I can't. No, absolutely. I mean, if anything, some of them went backwards, not not forwards. I I think that's fair to say. Absolutely. I I do feel like Parker's um, style of play really suppressed some of our players, especially our more creative players. Yeah, Um, absolutely. Certainly. And I, I think Dave's got a fair point there, definitely. Yep. Let's see. Let's see. Um, one final comment. Silver ball and having yes. Boa back to it. Yes. I know that's a huge factor with a lot of supporters. Yes. I love watching him. You know, again, whatever they show him, he's very animated. Mm. And he's a full legend, and it's great to have him back. And you have that feel-good factor back at Craven Cottage. And that, to me, is so important. And like you said, you, you were talking about earlier, Claire, and this is how we'll end the show when you're with other supporters there and they're talking about not renewing their season ticket because of the style of play that, that speaks volumes. I mean, Mm -hmm. there are supporters that have bled black and white for, I don't know how long. And Mm -hmm. if you're having some that are doubting if they should renew their season tickets, there's something not right there. And again, I'm not trying to slam Scott Parker. I'm just trying to point out the difference because I want to give him the credit that he deserves. He got us back to the Premier League. He deserves full credit. Like I brought up the uh, championship final. I'll say it right this time against Brentford. He did a great job there, and he deserves credit for all that. And he's doing a wonderful job at Bournemouth, and they're all behind him. And that's wonderful. I'm all behind Marco Silva right now. And there's a reason for it, because the style of play, the players are playing for him. I'm not saying they didn't play for him, but he's getting the most out of what he has. And that to me is the best part of Marco Silva right now. Okay. Claire, what a fantastic show. The hour flew by. We actually just finished about an hour of doing this show. I hope you enjoyed it. I did. Okay. Oh, excellent. Before we wrap this up, Claire, any final thoughts? <coughs> uh, you know, you know what? My final thought is just to, say how wonderful it is to be a Fulham supporter right now. Fans are happy. Having Louis Boa and Marco Silva at the head of the table, it just makes me happy. The players look happy. It's just a time to really enjoy being a Fulham supporter and just make the most of enjoying that feeling. So that's my final thought there. Okay, excellent. My final thought actually involves we're going to go back and talk about the foam supporters. And I've heard a lot of criticism over the years about the atmosphere. And Claire, you obviously can talk better about it because you're there. And I've one thing that I can't get really, you know, it drives me a little crazy when we get these pot shots at the foam supporters. I do understand issues with atmosphere because I deal with it here. You know, again, sometimes it has to do with how the stadium is built in the case here at Gillette, that's a problem. And the fans are similar in a way that, you know, and again, they support their team. They can be loud, but they are a family. Uh, Patriots Nation is a family. Foam supporters are a family. 
people react differently. And, uh, you know, one fan isn't the same as the other. The one thing that I will say, Claire, is I think the atmosphere can be fantastic uh, again. And, you know, and again, I've heard a lot of criticism about it. The best indicator I can give you is the Tom Kearney goal. I want to go back to that. The Tom Kearney goal, the place erupted. And I, I've seen comments that they have not seen it like that since Dennis Adoy's playoff goal, okay? And you know, you can go way back and, t- and talk about the Premier League days. The atmosphere is there. The atmosphere will can be there. It has something, I truly believe, something to do with how Craven Cottage is built that causes certain stands to be louder than mm. others. And obviously where the away fans, it's, it's pretty loud mm. and they make a, a good amount of noise and more power to them. And uh, Sammy James did a whole episode about the atmosphere. And I thought he did a great job about it and really, you know, but I think how Craven Cottage is built is a factor in all this, but I have se- heard very loudly that the Fulham supporters can make that atmosphere just as loud as any other fan base around. I, I've I've heard it. I know it's there. And uh, I love the Fulham supporters and I will not accept anyone taking shots at them anymore. I, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna fire right back. And uh, I hope everyone understands someone takes a shot at the Fulham supporters, I'm gonna be answering back on cottage talk because you know what? We are a family and I don't care and I'm gonna protect the family. So that's how I'm going to end the show. All right. Claire, great show. Fantastic show. I always love doing shows with you. We do have to wrap this up. For Claire Parrish, I'm Russ Coleman. Thank you as always for watching and listening to Cottage Talk. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.